What will we find in today's Thursday thrillers here on the Mutual Audio Network? A few baffling mysteries? Perhaps a touch of murder? Let's find out. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk, who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars. And now, episode 159, Bear in the Woods. A forest in Houston? Yes, but it is a controlled area. There's a definite opening time and a definite closing time. What do you think would draw him to an area like that? I could possibly answer that question. Please, Sam, enlighten us. It's common practice that when arriving in your area, especially by public transportation, you must assume that you're being followed. Really? You think he would go to all this trouble to lead us away just as a routine precaution? But it worked, didn't it? Look, when we first got to St. Louis, we headed for the river and took a ride on a paddle boat. We had a nice dinner, then came back, hopped in our rental, and went to the apartment we had rented. So you're saying there's a good chance that he is reasonably close to where he is staying? Yes. He'll probably stay as long as he can, then leave, possibly at the opposite end of the park. You're confident that you'll be able to track his movements with GPS, right? Yes, we can coordinate with the rental company. The only tricky part will be getting authorization. So technically, we are not on an official police case. If push comes to shove, I can always reopen an investigation on him. He left Houston right after his questioning. Ah, so there was no don't leave town instructions. Like I said, we had nothing solid to tie him to our case. Don't worry, I'll have Detective Garrett go back to the rental agency and see if we can get access to their GPS. (laughs) That makes it so much easier. I can remember a time when all we could do was follow the suspect. Did they have the wireless back then, sir? Or did you have to stop and use a call box? We are not amused, Jameson. I am. Keep going, Jameson. Don't encourage him, Sam. Captain Richards, I'm going to call Pierman and give him another update. We can do that in our car phone. We have phones in our cars now, Jameson. Isn't that amazing? I'm astonished. Call Pierman. Yes, Captain Richards. Do you have an update for me? The whole team is here with me. We've been following the suspect, but now we're headed to the hotel. Sir, we may need your assistance. Hank has entered a large wooded park in northwest Houston. Sam seems to think he's employing a division. We'll need to gain access to his rental's GPS. I'm pretty sure we can get the rental company to assist us without going through official channels. I see. I don't think that will be a problem. If you can't get access, we have official channels that will help. Do you think that he is targeting corporations or infrastructure? Sam, tell Mr. Pearman what you told us. We Hongans are only the hands of our clients. They choose the targets. Based on the operations I was familiar with, destroying your ability to communicate is a priority. I suspect broadcast towers, power grids, or internet hubs. Tracy, would you like us to run an analysis of probable targets in that area of Houston? 
I don't think that'll be necessary this time. I'm familiar with that part of the city and I'll send you my best guess. Then perhaps you could run your own analysis and compare the two. Sounds like a plan. I'll update Barnes on the situation. Perhaps we can get a better idea of their target once we do more surveillance on Louie. Sam, what's your assessment on them splitting up? It's apparent that they're a team, so their overall mission is most likely related. The only other possibility is that Louie was left behind to finish up one mission while Hanks starts another. That seems logical. Thank you for your update. Contact me as soon as you have more developments. Will do. Thank you, sir. The final thing for today is to get you gentlemen checked in and we'll get a fresh start in the morning. That's not quite the final thing. We do have one other important task to complete. What's that? Find Whataburger. cycle all systems nominal for docking echo tango delta is two macro time units roger that george two units for estimated time for docking the alpha node is ready mercury this is boulder space station you are cleared for docking on the alpha module bss this is mercury we copy at five meters per second closure switching to metric measuring system confirmed five meters Strange to hear your voice coming from the Mercury, Gabby. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. Captains Nate and Tam and myself will be boarding. Joffre will soon be docking in the Mercury ship bay. That's affirmative. Robo-4, you have controls. I have the controls. Mercury, stand by to switch to auto-docking. Standing by. All fuel thrusters off, air thrusters only. Positive connection. Switch to auto-docking. Auto-docking on. All systems green. Closing rate nominal. ROC 1 meter per micro. 5 meters to contact. 3, 2, 1, contact. Locking bolts green. Seal is green. Pressurizing. Do you have an ETA for Jafra? We're estimating mid-wake cycle. I'll reboard here to guide him in. Very well. Pressurization is complete. Hatch opening. You are clear to board. <laughs> Crew of the Mercury, welcome aboard the BSS. Nate, good to see you. As always, it's a pleasure to come aboard an IDF vessel rather than the other way around. <laughs> I see your sense of humor is still intact. Captain Tam, welcome back. Commander Sims, always a pleasure. Gabby, nice approach, considering you're handling a new ship. Thanks, Commander. They're all about the same. Lieutenant Andrews, I see you're still here, enjoying the gravity-free hotel. Hey, it's a job. Somebody has to do it. Captain Tam, Captain Nate... Welcome aboard. Nice to see you again, Lieutenant. Robo-4, I see you're still holding this tin can together. Ha ha. I recognize that as a joke from your last visit. Yes, this tin can is space safe under my control. Is your vessel fully stocked for this trip to Cali? Yeah, we stocked everything from our O2 canisters in the cargo bay to our CO2 tanks in the bar. We're good to go. You will be pleased to learn that the IDF has cleared your cargo as tariff-free, so there will be no need for inventory scans. That's fair, since it's their cargo. What kind of cargo are you sending to Cali? That's still a resort moon, right? Medical supplies for the hospital complex there. I understand that a private industry runs it now. Is it still a hospital? It's more of a research hospital. 
the kind you go to only if you have a serious injury or a rare disease. Once I unload this cargo, I'm headed for the beaches and spas. So while he's relaxing, you guys will be out bounty hunting, right? That's right. Jaffra collected the bounty on Wi-Fi and Lister and got another one right away. After both of us were issued our bounty hunter licenses. Apparently some research scientist went a little too far in his research. Too far? As in how? Let's just say he had a large body of work and he buried most of them. The IDF thinks he's on his way to the penal colony Moon to pick up Wi-Fi and perhaps use him as a guinea pig. His field of research developing a process by which a brain, independent of a body, could be used in computers to get them to think and reason like us. That is illogical. Why would you want to regress in technological advancements? No offense intended, but emotion and instinctive impulses are no place for logical decisions. His experiments are doomed to failure. I don't know there, George. Sometimes you seem pretty human to me. I cannot help it. I am programmed that way. Notification from Bolivar Spaceport. Jaffra has been cleared for departure. Thank you, George. Notify us when he is within 15 macros for docking. I will notify you. If I feel like it. What? I am demonstrating what would happen if the doctor was successful in implanting a human brain into a computer. Maybe I'll tell you. Maybe I won't. It depends on how I feel. Ah, so noted, George. Carry on. Good morning. Hey, Kelly. See, you brought your own uh, cup of joe. You know I got coffee right here. Well, that's okay. My battery's fine. I don't need to add any acid to it. Anything from Kate this morning? Ah, nothing new. Uh, Louie ended up driving back to his apartment. He may be waiting on further instructions from Hank. I did get an email from Pierman. He said Simon and his crew followed Hank into a wooded park. They called off the surveillance since they can track him through a rental company's GPS. Sounds like both of them are stalling just in case they were being followed. <laughs> I tend to agree with you. Uh-oh. This can't be good. Who is it? Claire Wilson. Hey, Claire. Jim Barnes. Good morning, Detective Barnes. Say, listen, uh, Kelly's here with me. Uh, do you mind if I put you on speaker? No, that would be fine. Okay, you're on. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Claire. Jim and I were just discussing your case. I hate to be pushy, but have you made any headway? Yes, we have. I'm trying to get all of the facts in before calling you, but I can update you now. Oh, okay. What do you have so far? Using the tracker you installed on their car, we were able to track the car to BWI. Hank boarded a flight to Houston. Houston? Was it round trip? Well, it's an open-ended ticket, so it's a round trip, but the return date is open. I contacted a colleague in the Houston PD and sent her a photo of Hank. I told her that he and another character were claiming to be federal agents, and of course I told her about them confronting you. That's very interesting. She was willing to go to the airport and follow Hank based on that? No, she was willing to follow him because she identified him as a suspect in an open arson case there in Houston. Arson? Really? You think maybe those two were casing out another arson target and that's why they don't want their photos taken? Or at least Louie's? You know, that's a very good possibility. Although, I don't know why anyone would want to firebomb a World War II monument or a downtown police call box. The most important thing is that he is, at least for the meantime, out of your hair. I think if he's comfortable enough to go to Houston, he's not worried about you. Maybe so, but what about Louie? He's the one in all the photos. 
He's closed the pawn shop for vacation. He's at his apartment right now. If he leaves in his car, thanks to you, we can follow him. So if you don't think they are a threat anymore, are you suggesting we drop the case? Well, Kelly and I are staying on the case, but it won't be at your expense. I don't understand. Well, these two seem to be involved in much more than just you. We're going to keep an eye on the case, and if he returns to Baltimore, well, then we'll keep close tabs on him and on Louie. And while Louie is here, we'll be watching. I'm pretty sure they've moved on to whatever it is that they've got planned. Of course, if he contacts you, please let us know. Don't go off by yourself like the last time. I understand. That was a little crazy to meet them alone this last time. But as it turned out, I wasn't alone. Are those two English gentlemen still around? Well, actually, they flew to Houston to follow Hank. They've joined up with my contact in the Houston Police Department. Who would have thought that a simple phone threat would turn into an international incident? Well, when you put it like that, yeah, this turned out to be a crazy case. Well, there's at least one good thing you can say about it. <laughs> What's that? At least your first case wasn't a cat up a tree. Are you sure we're going the right way? Trust me, Sam. It's right here. But it's a... We're eye cleaner. Yes, we know. You don't think there would be a sign that read IDF Safe House, do you? Good morning. May I help you? Yes. I'd like to pick up my blue blazer. The one with the wine stain? Yes. Ticket 52. Right around the corner, Agent. Wine stains? When did you guys go out for wine? Sam, please, do you think strangers are going to walk in and say, where's the secret door to spy headquarters? Good morning, gentlemen. I trust your accommodations were satisfactory? Yes, very nice, thank you. This is Detective Garrett. And this is Agent Simon. Agent Simon? Junior Analyst Jameson. Jameson, pleasure to meet you. And, of course, this is the Hongan, Sam. Sam, I have heard a lot about you. I can neither confirm nor deny the allegations. Well, I suppose time will tell. If you all would like to follow me over to the monitor, I can show you what Wayne, or Hank as you know him, has been up to. As you can see here, we have generated a trace path of his movements. Once I got the GPS tracking information from the rental agency, we've been able to track his vehicle's every move. We picked up his trail leaving the campsite. He stopped at the location last night. It's a small hotel. We talked to the desk clerk, and he's registered there as Wayne Stewart. It appears he hasn't moved. My people enjoy their sleep. <laughs> yes, among other things. What is this uh, area to the east? Mostly corporate office buildings. A major drugstore chain has its headquarters there, and there are some financial headquarters here. Any important radio towers or communication centers? No significant towers, but there are three internet hubs close to each other. One is here, and the other two are in this building. Any idea on how large these hubs are? I'm working on that. I'm checking all three. One thing we Hungans do is extensive recon. If he travels to that area, rest assured he's not attacking. He'll wait for Louis to either join him or return to make his move in Baltimore. So you are sure that he will go to his intended target first to gather intelligence before making any kind of move? Exactly. Mm. There is one thing about all this that bothers me. <laughs> Only one? Well, you're way ahead of us then. Sam, 
since your people are essentially guns for hire, how do you get your jobs? Who contacts you and where? Would you believe once I took a job from a newspaper want ad? Actually, I would. The communists used to contact someone their spies that way. Uh, they had an encryption code, a, a set of numbers which told them what letter to use, you know, like 2nd, 5th, 10th, 15th, etc. That's exactly what we did. But most of the time, we got directly contacted by a rage-loyal group. I was contacted by a group in Memphis for the St. Louis job. It sounds like rage has splinter cells everywhere. Well, they do. We believe Hank's partner, Louie, was involved in my case in Johannesburg. I'm curious. Did you have to report your progress back to whoever hired you? No. Once we were given a target, it was either achieve the mission or die. He didn't do either. Yeah. At the time, it was a tough blow to take. But now, I'm glad I failed. Otherwise, you would never have discovered a Whataburger. That's very true. If it's standard procedure not to call whoever hired you, then we most likely won't get any information by tapping his phone. It's a moot point, Captain. We don't have probable cause to do that. And besides, we're not even on the case. That wouldn't be a problem. Kate Hawke works for Homeland Security. I'm sure she could arrange a tap for us. I think it would be wise to do so. He may, after all, contact Louis. If you think that's something she can do, we can patch his phone into this office. Consider it done. If they converse in Hongan, we have Sam here to translate. You see, I knew you'd be useful, Sam. Jafra. Welcome aboard the BSS. Commander, good to see you again. Lieutenant Andrews, likewise. Thank you. I take it your ship is secured in the Mercury's flight bay? As Gabby just said, snug as a bug in a rug. Is she returning to the station? Yes, she just wanted to double-check all of the locking bolts on the Viper. She may joke a lot, but I've never met anyone more serious about her job. Are you sure you don't want her assigned to my ship permanently? Don't even think about it, Nate. When Gabby returns, we can go into detail concerning our plans once we're on Cali. Robo-4, do you have any notice for the Cali system? There is one notice to astronauts for the Cali portal concerning a slight shift in its position. I will make sure that Gabby has that information. What information? What did I miss? There is a notice to astronauts about a slight shift in the Cali portal. I will transfer the coordinate changes to the Mercury. Thanks, George. And by the way... Yes? If you have bugs in your rug, we will have to fumigate your ship before departure. What? I told him what you said about making the Viper as snug as a bug in a rug. Robo-4, disregard that. It's a colloquial expression. I will add that to my database. Thank you. Now that we have that cleared up, we have a meal cycle. I trust you all join us. It will be our pleasure. Then, if you ladies and gentlemen will excuse me, I have some prep work to do. Commander, there is an update to the Notas regarding the Cali portal. Go ahead, George. We all need to hear it. The notice reads, due to a shift in the Cali portal, it is recommended that all vessels avoid the portal for one full cycle. So, Nate, it's just under one full cycle to the portal from here. When do you plan on leaving? I'll leave that up to the discretion of the team. I say we leave at the beginning of the next sleep cycle. That will give the portal plenty of time to settle down. Gabby, you'll be piloting the ship. What do you think? I think that's a good plan. We can sleep on the way and be fresh for a Cali approach. I like the idea of that, too. 
Gabby can lock in the coordinates. Well, now that we've settled that, let's talk about the operation. The controller has little information on what Dr. D's plan is, other than luring Wi-Fi onto his ship and then taking him to the Cali Medical Facility. Wi-Fi is a pretty imposing figure. Do you think one doctor can handle him? Also, how is he going to pilot a ship by himself? Yeah, did the controller say anything about what kind of ship and crew we might be dealing with? He solved all those problems by boarding a transport headed to the penal colony to deliver some supplies. He managed to sedate the crew and is forcing the pilot to do his bidding. We think he'll leave the crew on the moon colony and proceed to Cali with the pilot and Wi-Fi. He's making a pretty big assumption that he can get the crew off that ship and Wi-Fi on board. He's probably betting on the fact that Wi-Fi will do just about anything to get off that crawl hole of a moon. If everything has gone according to his plan, he should be arriving at the penal colony about the same time as we are departing here. You know that if he has all those grandiose plans for Wi-Fi, there has to be a lot of prep work done, like securing lab facilities, assistance, all kind of mad scientist equipment, you know? I'm sure he didn't have any trouble finding people who hate Wi-Fi enough to help him. He made a lot of enemies as leader of Rage. Whatever his plans are, he'll need time to set up and also deal with Wi-Fi. He's going to have to trick him somehow into becoming a subject in an experiment. I'm sure he could convince that egomaniac that he could enhance his powers somehow. Right now, all we have is speculation. I propose we join Lieutenant Andrews in the dining area. We can discuss this more while we eat. Now that, my friend, is a plan. Cade, it's a good thing you're a marathon runner. These stairs to your safe house office are killer. With the way you eat, you need to go up and down those stairs a few more times. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh. So, is Louis still on the move? Yes. He's still headed across town. We can better monitor him on our big screen here. You hometown security people get all the cool toys. Yeah, it was kind of a shocker, coming from the SIS to here. Okay, here we go. Ah, he's still westbound on Route 40. Oh, I guess it really didn't make any sense then to follow him. With the technology we have, we'd just be wasting gas. All right, a little change in direction. Looks like he's merging on to 695... Hey, maybe he's going back to New York. We'll know in a little bit. In the meantime, I have a conference call scheduled with Agent Simon. Maybe he can shed some light as to what's going on with our two Hongans. Good morning, Agent Hawk. I see you have your crew with you. Good morning, Agent Simon. Have you had any new developments? We managed to track Hank to a motel in northwest Houston. Captain Richards was able to speak to the clerk. Hank is registered as Wayne Stewart. As of now, his vehicle is still parked at the hotel. Any idea why he chose Northwest Houston? That particular part of the city is heavy in tech and financial industries. We think there are several targets of opportunity there. There is something you could assist us with. What would that be? Captain Richards is, of course, working independent from the Houston PD. 
We'd like to be able to tap Hank's phone, but getting a warrant would be impossible at this end. Do you have his number? There's the rub. We don't have his number yet. You might be in luck. We have managed to tap Louis's phone. If Hank calls, we can trace him. We might get lucky. Ah. Well, if you have a tap on Louis, that may be enough. The only calls I think we would be interested in would be the ones to Louis. All right, we'll keep you updated. Good luck. Same here. Hey guys, Louis just merged onto I-70 West. That's heading for Frederick. I know he's not going to a Keys game. What else is out that way? I've got a hunch, but it's a long shot. Hagerstown. Hagerstown? What's in Hagerstown? Roxbury Correctional Institution. A prison. The same prison holding Stefan and Henry Von Longer. Could it be that Louis is going to visit the Von Longers? Will Dr. D be successful in luring Wi-Fi to Cali? And what will Hank's next move be? Find out in the next episode of the Hawk Chronicles, Cali Bound. This is Jack Ward, and on behalf of everyone here at the Mutual Audio Network, we wish you, your family, and all your friends safe harbor during these difficult times.